Hello and welcome, gorgeous listeners. <laughs> I'm starting a talk show. It's Mia here from Powerful Inc. Uh, Startup Stories. And today I have special guest Natasha Aikas-Saman on with us, who just launched um, a coaching and public speaking business after many years as an extremely successful uh, hair salon stylist and is still doing that while um, expanding her business called Manifesting Miracles. And Natasha's salon is called Sheer Passion Salon, and she spells it S-H-E-A-R, which I love because it's a play on words and it's very creative and clever. So welcome, Natasha. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Uh, one of the things that really Part of it is just that you have this infectious energy that I love. And so that had me excited already. Um, but also, I like the topic. I like talking about, you know, working our way from the bottom up. And also, as you kind of touched on, right, having that kind of unique perspective coming from owning a hair salon for the last almost 11 years now. And that just being it had an ups and downs like any business, but being a little smoother and then just mm-hmm. kind of presuming like which was very presumptuous on my end, but I was like, no, when you figure it out and you're doing what you love and you know, you're all aligned and blah, 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 it's all going to work out. And then life hit me. And I was Mm -hmm. like, okay, this business is completely different than the salon and has had its own unique set of challenges. And it's not easy. And I think it's important that we discuss that and we're honest and we encourage each other in the process. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, The internet can be saturated depending where you're looking. All disclaimers, avoiding generalizations um, of people talking about fast success and, you know, so many figure months and all this sort of thing. And then also like as as I'm branching out, I'm attracting people who are trying to solicit me for business, right? And I just want to create genuine connections in the online space where we can find some mutual benefit to each other. Um, and so I come from a job background, like, you know, the book of life, as you'll often hear me say. Um, but there's just always been this calling. And so now I'm branching out more. And that's where this idea of talking to people about what it's actually like, um, will in hopes help me feel more normal and safe, (laughs) but also just be encouraging and just, you know, blow away some of the smoke and mirrors of what's on there and make it very relatable and encouraging for people to stick with it. Because, you know, I took advantage yet again of this wonderful, um, established businesswoman in Australia, she offers these free half an hour um, strategy sessions, and she's very, very good. And we hopped on and her and I have known each other in the online space for probably a year and a half. And she's like, Mia, you're still sticking with it. A lot of people have dropped off from when you and I first connected. And like that just really hit me and was humbling. And I felt sad for those people who like gave up on their dreams. And um, I want to talk about how we're not finding clients. We're not making money. We're struggling with this or that, but we're still going to do it. And, you know, why? Like, <laughs> and, and I think that's what it is. I was reading, I like obsessively read books. So I can't even Great. quote like where I found each little tidbit of information because it's always something new. But I was reading that like, it was like, oh, I think it was Think and Grow Rich. And they were saying like 97% or 90 something percent of new businesses fail or the businesses Mm -hmm. which are successful have to pivot in some way. 
And mm-hmm. it just stuck with me so much because very few people get it right straight out the bat. Right. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying of not always finding clients right away, not always making money, trying to repivot and figure out how I'm going to approach this and make this successful and sustainable and a full business that can support me and my family. It's a journey. And it's mm-hmm. not that elevator to success that we see online with most people. Yeah. Or buying somebody's class in three days to, you know, generate this or that or a secret recipe. Um, And that's, that's the real thing. And I went down the rabbit hole of buying courses and all of this shiny object syndrome. And I'm like, well, I must be doing it right because I hear this story a lot from people who have like made it. So I'm like, I must be on track. But what I found when I get real with myself is that it's very distracting and it actually pulls me away from what I know, but I'm feeling unsure about exploring about what's within. And so to give some context to that, um, my natural journey has been as this secretary project manager type role, which we would recognize in the online space as maybe a virtual assistant or an online business manager. And lo and behold, the online business manager certification and I found each other and I went all in on that um, and I loved it. And I thought I had really found my niche, my home, a way to deliver me. Yeah. <laughs> but then in 2022, there was still a bit of square peg and round hole happening. And so being out of, being a bit more distance, not out of, because I still love that space um, and the people involved, but being a bit more with myself, I revamped the business to um, cover a bit of a broader range of things that I could do. And so this is what I'm talking about when, you know, the answers lie within and I freaking hate it when coaches say that and do that and look at you like, you know, the answer or counseling, if you've ever been to counseling, um, but damn it, it's true. And it is the fitness analogy that I love. Nobody can lose the weight for you. Right. Mm. So yeah, you've you've got to do it and you do hold the answer like nobody's going to lift that 10 pound weight to do a bicep curl for you. Yeah. And if they do, you're not going to get as an effective of a workout. So, you know, for you, Natasha, having built the salon and I'd love to hear some of the um, origin story around that to now moving into the uh, presumably online space from what I can see, but then you've got some great photos in this like stunning princess dress, the pink one where you're on, it's like a dog <laughs> show. I'm so obsessed with that photo. Um, so how are you like finding your way, anchoring yourself and kind of seeking inner guidance, but not necessarily blindly? I went down the same rabbit hole you did. Um, And I'll say with the hair salon, it was different, right? So Mm -hmm. the very brief background is that I had a really turbulent kind of upbringing, like a lot of people, right? And so I was fully homeless by the time I was, or sorry, I think now you say unhoused, by the time I was 16. And Mm -hmm. I went through years of addiction and depression and uh, suicide attempts and all this different stuff. And then I got pregnant. And Mm. it literally was like a survival, like, what can I do that I enjoy and make a good amount of money at it? Mm -hmm. And so when I started hair, I thought it was literally going to be a way to just like pay my way through school. And I fell in love Mm -hmm. with it. And I was blessed enough to come into a salon that had a huge Mm. overflow of clientele. 
And so, yes, it was building. There were times when in the beginning I wanted to just make $100 a day. And then eventually it was $100 an hour, right? But that took years and time in building the clientele. But it really was an upward trajectory the entire time. And looking back, I didn't even realize how lucky I was to just fall into it so naturally. So then COVID happens and it's this huge shutdown, right? My salon is closed. I'm still paying the bills there. We still have our mortgage at home. Kids are in private school. Like this is a lot. And so I was like, okay, this is what I know is entrepreneurship. So what else do I love that I can do? And I had just so happened to sign up with this life coach beforehand. And it was an amazing, amazing experience. I mean, like very expensive, but so worth it. Mm-hmm. And then I did exactly what you just said. I was like, well, that was great. So now they have new answers for me. Now that was great. So now they have new answers, but really that first one I was aligned with and ev- not everybody else, but I, I put so much time and money thrown yes. at people thinking they were going to give me an answer that only I could find within myself. Mm-hmm. I still haven't figured it all out. And so the analogy that I was thinking when you were saying the analogy with the weights The one I tend to use, even like I teach a book writing course, and I always share this with them in the beginning. I'm like, okay, so let's say you're in California and you're trying to get to New York, right? If you use your GPS, you will get there eventually, right? You put in your destination, you know where you're going, you have a plan, you're going an hour or a mile at a time. Now, you may catch a flat tire, uh, your car might break down, you might need an oil change. So there's going to be these unexpected bumps along the way. But if you know where you're going and you have the steps to get there, you will eventually make it despite mm-hmm. the detours. And if you don't, and you're like, oh, I just want to make it to New York and you just start driving, you might get there, but it's probably going to take you, you know, years to make it to your destination. So for me, I had to stop like all these pit stops of you may have the answer. You know more than I do. You're where I'm trying to get to because online is different than what I've been doing in person. And Mm -hmm. just remember, like, what do I love? Where am I trying to go? And just being okay with figuring it out as I go along instead of trying to have this whole mapped out plan before I even leave the house. Well, analysis paralysis, which you talked about, I think, right before we hit um, record here. So that's, you know, it's almost like this avoidance and false sense of safety to avoid the change and embrace what's coming. And this has been a big part of where I feel like I'm at of cracking open through the concrete or or the shell to release whatever is in there. Um, and I'll talk about her often because it was a fantastic experience. I uh, had a session with an astrologist and I said to her, I'm like, oh, this has given me a map and a bit of glue for the stardust that I feel is being out. So, you know, there's some, sometimes some value in a few rabbit holes, but at the end of the day, like I, I have to steer that ship. I have to drive that car and decide on what that destination is going to be. And, and it really is about, you know, coming within. So um, how are you feeling yourself change or expanding as an entrepreneur in this new business model? Well, there's so much that I'm learning. For one, I've always considered myself very empathetic. And I mean, I was, I say I'm an empath, right? But this was different. Like I thought I knew from my previous experience. I'm like, I've been an entrepreneur forever. No, every business is different. Every Mm -hmm. situation is different. Every, you know, so there's so many different things that you have to navigate. So for one, I just have so much more um, understanding for other people's journeys. 
And it's also teaching me things like marketing. Never really had to do that. It was all word of Mm -hmm. mouth. I hate feeling salesy and like I'm pushing something Mm -hmm. to you. And uh, somebody reframed it for me, essentially saying like, you have a gift to give and you would be doing a disservice to the world by not offering up the solution that you have to somebody's problem. Mm-hmm. And so even in my book writing course, I'm always telling them like, you know, your story could save somebody's life. It can give them the motivation for a business or whatever. And you keeping that inside is doing a disservice to the world. So I feel myself growing. I feel myself um, going through the pains and the struggles, mm-hmm. but also consistently reminding myself that if I love it, I've got to work for it. And it's not always going to be easy. Mm-hmm. And you're still managing the salon while yeah. you're building this on the side. And it's similar probably for you and a lot of people, like a lot of people work a nine to five job and they're using mm-hmm. that money and funneling that into their business. Mm-hmm. And it's for me with the salon, right? So mm-hmm. much. I mean, I have gone through a ridiculous amount of my savings because first it was the shiny object syndrome, investing mm-hmm. in coaches. Then mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's done after I paid like 30 something thousand and it just wasn't, you know, we weren't alive. Yeah. And I said, okay, it's okay. Let me figure this out and do this different. Um, And so a lot of the money, I'll be working really hard in the salon and putting that money into the new business. But I feel grateful that I do have that opportunity and have those resources available. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So tell us a bit about what you're growing. Tell us about Manifesting Miracles. Yeah, essentially, I realized like it's transformation is what I'm in love with. And so in the salon, it's the outward transformation, whether it's a color, a cut, uh, you know, somebody dealing with alopecia, whatever it is. I love Mm -hmm. that point A to point B. And Mm -hmm. in the manifesting miracles, it's that deeper transformation, like helping people really close the gap from where they are to where they're trying to go, which is why it was fitting that I started struggling with this because I didn't expect it. (laughs) And it was good because it gives me information to be able to relate to other people in a different way. I'll Mm -hmm. give you a very brief example. And I haven't shared this with, I mean, even my family yet, my husband knows, but not like, you know, extended family. So I did this Ted talk, which was like so much work. I was so excited. Mm -hmm. Two years applying and it's a process more than what people realize. Right. Get accepted deliver the talk, not just me, about half of our talks may not go up due to technical issues. I spent weeks crying and I'm not usually like that. I'm very much, everything happens for a reason. I said, no, 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 no. This was was attachment. Yeah. I was very attached to this happening because in my mind, like I was going to get all these opportunities. The business was going to take off, blah, blah, blah. And I had to go back into myself and remember sometimes the big vision is too much to focus on. Like the idea of reapplying, getting accepted again, memorizing a whole nother 20 minutes. Like it just Mm -hmm. felt like too much. But what can I do today to take that baby step towards where I'm trying to go? And Mm -hmm. essentially, and so since then, I'll save you the whole, (laughs) what happened on the journey. But since then, I've gotten accepted to give another TEDx talk. And I think I know what can keep me from being in that same situation again and have this actually published. But in the manifesting miracles, it is literally that like when you're in the trenches and it's difficult and you don't see a way out, me really helping people to break down their big goal into these tiny little steps so that they can take action every day, imperfect action. So that perfect action. Six months here looks different. Like weight loss. You don't lose a hundred pounds overnight. And you're not going to hit your calorie limit every day. You know, you'll go over, you'll maybe go under and you'll ebb and flow. And 
So there's, in my experience, my own and, and women I've encountered and or served through my business and otherwise, it seems to me, and tell me what you have um, experienced through the women and or men that you're working with, there's this different level of emotional attachment, be it worthiness or neediness or mustness that is part of like the uh, incubation period mm. of getting our businesses going, right? Where like I know for quite a while, well, I come in and out of it, the the constriction of like, oh, it's not happening. When's it going to happen? When am I going to get there? When's the breakthrough coming? And, you know, maybe the astrologist can tell me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? Ah! And then through the self-development work, the, the mindfulness I've done is like, oh, buddy, it doesn't matter when, yeah. just keep going and, you know, fine-tuning and finding a way forward. Um, but it's that that element that if we could let go of a little bit sooner um, or or soften with, like when a baby's learning to walk, if you've had children or if you're potty training a jog or whatever, <laughs> you're encouraging them to get it right. Yeah. And it takes as long as it takes. Right. Yeah. And then you celebrate when it happens. And so as we age and get conditioned, we kind of get away from that. But that is one of the things that's so delicious to me about startups is is our beautiful vulnerability and imperfection and nurturing that. Because if you can give yourself that love at the beginning, imagine how that business will grow and elevate from there. Absolutely. And reminding yourself, like, we're human, right? So we're going to have many breakdowns. We're gonna, What I always say is put a time limit on it. So I allow mm -hmm. myself to be a baby. I allow myself to mm -hmm. cry. I allow myself mm -hmm. to get upset. But I don't let it drag on forever. At some mm -hmm. point, even if I still feel those emotions, I'm choosing to take different action. And yeah. in yeah. that, I'm reminded they're the small wins, right? The ebb and flow, like you said, and that make you feel better and remind you you're on the right path. But I'm very much cognizant of the fact that like we're learning a lot along the way and mm -hmm. all the stuff is just preparation. Like, do I want my first TED talk to go up or TEDx talk? Of course, but that's okay. I've learned enough now that the next one should be better. Did I want my first launch of my online course to go well? I mean, mm -hmm. yeah, but guess what? Nobody signed up. And it was because what I was trying to offer was too broad. So when mm -hmm. I came back to the drawing board and got specific, as Lisa Nichols says, she says, uh, feed them with a spoon, not a shovel. So mm -hmm. I was trying to teach everybody everything. And then I said, all at once. Because we love, we're entrepreneurs, we want to give you yeah. everything we have. We want you to be successful, just like we want to get everything, but you can't process it all at once. So then when I did the book writing course, that's been selling out. I'm starting another mm -hmm. one next week. So it's been going mm -hmm. well, but I had to learn as I go. And I just remind mm -hmm. myself of that when it's not going well, that we all have those moments. If it was easy, everybody would do it. And you need to prove how bad you want it. So keep going. Well, and it's not like business is the only thing that ebbs and flows in life. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, we're it's as though we're looking at this only one possible version of a universal outcome <laughs> there's nothing else like oh my god have you ever been hit by a car have you ever been on your own at 16 you, right. you know you darling woman like all these things come and go so again that that energy that 
embodiment of of just kind of doing it for the sake of doing it and trusting outcomes will come which in a way maybe as it, as it's coming through um is kind of like taking for granted that we're going to wake up tomorrow and that I will live until I'm 90 or older and you know there is time and we can relax into that without gluttony or laziness but letting go of the scarcity energy and you know, just trusting, like you've mentioned, that every bit is part of the journey. Now, with the upcoming TED Talks, congratulations, super exciting. Um, can't wait to help spread the word for you on that. Now, you know, I'm very obsessed with systems. And so this is going to be based on manifesting miracles. Is that right? Yeah. And so it's very possible it will launch you rocket speed onto the map and you may get this, you know, big wave of momentum. And have you spent some time in your business setting up some systems and support so the business can serve you while you're going out and serving your clients? Yeah, I had. And that was another thing that I had read somewhere and they were like pretty much most entrepreneurs just end up creating a job for themselves. And it made me look at it so different because I never thought about it like that. So Mm -hmm. in the salon, I did that. I started bringing in stylists who can take my overflow, setting up systems to where I'm getting paid, even if I'm not there with the new business. um, And I'm not, you know, I'm not going on there for promoting anything. So I don't know that it will necessarily launch that, but I do hope it increases speaking um, engagements and things like that, where I'm getting paid to come out and to speak and to teach. Um, mm-hmm. And so I've definitely, I use keep, which I don't know if you're familiar with that, mm-hmm. but any, yeah. So I love keep because I'm so non-tech savvy and it mm-hmm. is so helpful for me. So automated emails, automatically capturing customer leads um, in my course, which eventually I want to move it over to just all pre-recorded sessions versus me having Mm -hmm. to be there in person. Mm -hmm. Um, Even with that, they can sign up, they get direct access. So I'm really working on, but part of it too, was that I think I was so scared about being right or being perfect with what it was that I was offering that I was my original course. I did it all online versus being open to doing it in person, getting the feedback and seeing how to make it better. And so Mm -hmm. I, rush to do that anymore right now i just want to go off of my intuition and feel it out and let it kind of unfold as it's supposed to absolutely yeah that's that relaxing into the settling in and and exploring for the fun and joy of it and um not being too attached so i have done the majority of my um, powerful ink work online and then i live on this um, adorable little island where everybody knows everybody or we know someone in common before we even meet <laughs> and yeah I, it's like my opening line oh hi stranger we probably have someone in common and a friend of mine refers me to a woman and it's in person and i'm like oh my god it's in person i'm like well it's out of my comfort zone i'm usually in my office in my computer screen um, but it was so great and you know we just had such a great time and and it doesn't look like she's going to become a client, but I, we were still able to um, get something from each other, right? And yeah. so for me, it was the feedback and better understanding what my client looks like in the way that they process things. And for her, just these two incredibly simple things that are going to um, reduce the uh, client management aspect of her business, which is what you just talked about. Because... Um, 
a woman I interviewed not long ago said, I got 23 clients at once. And that freaked me out. I'm like, what am I going to do? 23. So as startups, we're looking for clients and we're like, oh, where are you? Come to me. I'm ready. I'm ready. But then we actually have to have capacity to welcome them, take good care of them and increase our capacity to serve more of them. And it sounds like you're kind of somewhere in that part of the journey now to shift how you're doing things. Well, and you know, again, it's so interesting being in two completely different places. With the hair salon, I'm turning away clients almost every single day, right? I'm literally booked out months in advance. I have hundreds and hundreds of online, all five-star reviews. Like I've, so I got kind of spoiled in that space. Mm -hmm. And then the other one, I'm like, oh, like I've never paid for marketing. I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. I'm like, Mm -hmm. oh, at some point when I make sure the course is like exactly the way I want it, I'm going to have to pay for leads. I'm going to have to, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's, it's just a different space to be in. And so even for me, like it is online when I'm doing the book writing course, because I have people all over the country, but I was trying to pre-record because I was scared that what I had to offer wasn't good enough. Mm-hmm. And then when I started doing it in person or online and seeing results, seeing people getting their books written, I was like, oh, and I don't know that I'm going to want to do the book writing course forever, right? That's part mm-hmm. of this exploratory phase, but mm-hmm. I know I love it. I love the results. And so that's something that for now I'm going to lean into and just trust that when or if that's ever supposed to shift, I'll figure that out at that time. Well, this is amazing. So have you been recording all of those sessions that have happened already? Yes. Okay. I have. So like that's all resellable material right there. Yep. Yeah. Right. That's fantastic. And then you can also, if you're super nerdy, self-study <laughs> and, and review and see what looks good and what you like and, and even cut that up into mini modules to sell out. And, you know, what I'm hearing from you is there's this joy and non-attachment. And now, say even within six months, you could have this um, ready to sell product that maybe you support through a pop-up Facebook book group or a Voxer or something that um, allows you that flexibility, you know, in between the salon and kid pickup and whatever to respond to people as they're going through your material self-paced while you create something else. And uh, things that I'm learning that I think are, you know, based on what I see of people who I've gotten to know online who I do believe are like holistically successful is having a lot of content because If we are a one-to-one, this is what I learned as online business manager, like for almost a year, I served two different women as their, you know, right-hand person while having young child, while having full-time job, while trying to have a life. And I was just never off the clock. And that was another shift in, in, um, you know, pivoting my services, but, um, you can get lost in it and I'll never be able to scale. Like I'll never be able to replace my job income if I'm doing that kind of one-to-one. I just won't. It's physically impossible. It's true. One-to-one and services can only take you so far, which is where I'm at in the salon, right? Like Mm -hmm. I said, yes, I have people coming in and I make a percentage off of the clientele that I pass them, but it's still not the same. Like the bulk Mm -hmm. of my money and I'm really fast at what I do. And so I'm Mm -hmm. able to make a good amount every day but it's a rabbit hole because you're constantly taking more clients. Oh, you know, I'm going to make 500 off this person in a few hours. Let me go do it. 
okay, that's cool when I have something I need to pay off, but it becomes exhausting. I travel a lot. And when I'm gone, there's no money coming in. And so that's why I'm trying to navigate this space, eventually having classes for the the hair services that I offer, right? Just creating something where I can create it, where I know what I've done is good and it will serve other people. But then I can step back and have freedom with my family and myself to not be a slave or tied to this one-on-one services, as you were saying. Yep, absolutely. And so when we can have a longer vision of what we think we want, mm-hmm. relax the attachment and just try some different things to explore ourselves. Yep. Like not every diet, not one diet works for every different person. Yep. A lot of that is the same. And now it's like, oh, this was really fun. I enjoyed that. But what else can I do? So um, this dear friend of mine and um, client until late last year, I don't know if we're going to continue or not, because she just had a big pivot. She had a product based business. And, you know, it was just so cumbersome and logistically challenging. And she just had a pivot that she and I were texting about today. And I was a bit sad because I wasn't ready to let go of what her business was. But then um, as we engaged, I was just like, oh, my God, this makes so much more sense. Yeah. And now we're, you know, we're moving into that direction and we're friends. So whether we're working or not, I'll I'll get to enjoy the ride of it. Yeah. Um, And so when you when you hit a wall, yeah, opportunity to pivot, to spin. So now for you, Natasha, like, where are you finding these um, book writing clients and how are you marketing yourself? What are you doing to to get out there and sell out these courses? Like that sounds like fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. So the two main parts, so it started with me just following the passion and writing a book and that led to all the other stuff. So really the new business is involved with the 90 day book writing course, which thankfully a lot of my clients are coming from the online space. So Facebook Mm -hmm. predominantly some Instagram, and then also clients from the salon that just follow me and know what I'm doing. They know me in person, have known me for years. And so they trust me, right? They know who I am um, outside of like a person online, right? And then the other part has been the speaking engagements. And so those have actually done really well. I recently spoke in Italy. I've done some TV stuff, nothing huge, but on TV, but like I got invited to speak in um, Liberia and West Africa actually next month. It's short notice. I don't know if I can do it, but that's been something that's been great too. So what I say with anything is in the beginning, you're looking for your people, right? So I start out Mm -hmm. close to home. Who do I know that can use my service? Then if it goes well, they're going to tell somebody that they know, and then it expands from there. And then before you know it, and this is what I did with the the hair salon as well. And then before you know it, people are reaching out to you. So today I got two invitations for two radio uh, interviews where before I would be submitting them all the time. So it was just, you know, getting out there and putting your name out there, letting people know what it is you have to offer and trusting that the right people will find you. So you're marketing yourself um, and seeking out these speaking engagements and like applying for them? Absolutely. So um, for the speaking engagements, Facebook has lots of different speaker groups. And sometimes Mm -hmm. you sign up for their email list, they'll send you different people that are looking for speakers to come out. Now, sometimes it's free, but if it's free, you can still offer your services, right? So maybe I speak Mm -hmm. for free, but I am then promoting my book writing course. And then I'm making money off of whoever buys it. Other ones pay you anywhere from $1,000 to $5,000 per engagement, right? So it just Mm -hmm. depends on where you're going, what their budget is. And if you've positioned yourself in a way to where they're willing to spend that money with you. 
but yeah, those are the two ways I'm trying to really build up uh, more and more over this next year. That's very exciting. And then <laughs> my system's brain is like on fire. There's so much marketing material available with all of that airtime. Yeah. Right. Like it's pretty good credentials when um, in the bio that you submitted, like you've got some very nice credentials in here and you just real life exposure where you could take snippets and, um, you know, put together all this marking material. So when, when you're applying for these speaking gigs, what does that application look like and how are you packaging yourself in them? Yeah. So in the beginning, it was simply like figuring it out as I go. I don't even think I had any previous material to show them. So I had a few like videos I did of myself with a mm. ring light in my living room, probably with the yep. same little background here. Um, yeah. And then as I got invited to speak different places, I did what you said and I would have it recorded or they would have people that are recording and giving us that that um, recording of it so that I could then use that as a marketing thing. So mm-hmm. right now I'm a lot more careful of the engagements that I take before I was just mm-hmm. traveling, speaking yeah. three and four times a month. Now mm-hmm. that was just me trying to get better. Right. Like, let me take the opportunities I can. And I still want to get better. But now it's like, okay, now I have to be more selective and make sure it's something that's really aligned with what I want to talk about um, and Mm -hmm. my ideal market. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. In the right audience. For sure. Exactly. Super, super interesting. And um, how has the business growth into manifesting miracles performed, if you will, as a result of these speaking engagements? Oh, I think that's really what's taken off to the point where I, for a while, as I was trying to navigate all this, I was like, I don't even want to do any coaching. I just want to do the speaking because it went so well. Like every time Mm. I speak somewhere and I'm naturally an introvert. I mean, like I will literally start sweating, uh, you know, yeah. fast. Like I get yeah, really with me before we started. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> I get so nervous, but yeah. I found that people connect energetically. And so when yeah. you're just yourself, you can never be for everybody, but when you're just yourself, things just tend to keep going. And so mm-hmm. it was really the difficult part for me was translating that into business growth, as you just said, like, how do I mm-hmm. take what I love, mm-hmm. which is connecting with people and mm-hmm. make it sustainable so I can continue mm-hmm. to do it. And so a lot of the clients have come through my speaking engagements. I've gotten more and more paid speaking engagements, which has been great. Sometimes mm-hmm. even if it's nowhere near what other speakers are getting right, because we compare yeah. ourselves. I've had ones where I've heard, like, I would never take a $500 speaking gig. I'm like, I've taken several 20 minutes mm-hmm. in my living room speaking to a group. I'm willing mm-hmm. to work my way up from the bottom. So mm-hmm. it has mm-hmm. been really the more sustainable part of my business model so far. That's super fun. And and you're talking about the book writing course or your business experience in general, or so, like, do you yeah. have to have something pre-written? Like what? So this is so... Topics. Yeah, I have topics. So essentially the main yeah. two topics that I speak on is for one, how to turn your passion into a six-figure business, right? Because mm-hmm. I've been doing that my whole life. Um, mm-hmm. and, and and I've helped other people with that as well. And then somebody randomly asked me about my background. And so my first suicide attempt, I was nine years old and, mm-hmm. and you know, homeless sleeping on buses for years. And so I mm-hmm. found people were getting interested on the mindset piece. Like, what was it yeah. that got you to shift from point A to point B? And so yeah. it really just depends on the audience, uh, what the organizers asked me to talk about. But those are mm-hmm. the main two. It's either mindset and empowerment, 
infused with how do you take what you love and get it to make you a lot of money. Money. Yeah. So that's business coaching and life coaching. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. That's super exciting. Um, so tell us a bit then about what you have, um, on the horizon for this year. So this year, my two last year, I was just going, going, going. I said Mm -hmm. my eyes for last year was just experience. I was just soaking Mm -hmm. it all up. Mm-hmm. This year, I felt in the beginning of the year, like seeds, like a lot of seeds are going to be planted. We don't always see mm-hmm. them come to harvest right away, but we're doing mm-hmm. the work and getting dirty so that we can see that that harvest later on. So this year I'm traveling a bit less and really focusing on two things, the book writing course and okay. the more paid speaking engagements, right? Okay. It's great to talk to crowds yeah. and people will come up in tears and we're connecting mm-hmm. and I love that. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to make it into a business as well. So those okay. are my two focuses. What I love about that is you're going to get even better at these couple of things, yeah. right? So you're, we hear, oh, I'll throw spaghetti on the wall and see what sticks. But that kind of overgeneralizes um, that deeper inner wisdom Right. And can be a bit distracting if you're trying too many things where I, I think from the structure system side, you know, you want to just get something going and then expand from there. And the something could be different types of online courses, but, you know, not necessarily a nutritionist to a life coach, to an editor, to a, I don't know, an online tutor or something. Yeah. <laughs> um, because then you're, it'll be hard to, I would think, um, gain any type of momentum. You have to give it a bit of time to get a foothold and get some feedback and, you know, get established as a, the, the person to go to for whatever the gift that you have is, and then also to cultivate your gift, right. And, and increase its power and, and, um, give it to more people to see what it's doing. And, um, with their reciprocal energy, mm-hmm. feed it, right. Is that making sense? Absolutely. I mean, something that you touched on is so powerful. It's the power of one. And I think that's mm-hmm. why, my salon and the hairstyling was so successful, Mm -hmm. like just straight through, right? Because that's what I focused on. And that was it. Now I may offer different services. I may take different classes. Maybe one day I'm doing this, the next day I'm doing that, but it was always hair and it was always building Mm -hmm. clientele and it just was always growing. And I think that is what has been difficult for me as I was bouncing around with the new business. Nothing mm-hmm. gets to grow when you don't mm-hmm. focus on one thing. So that's why I was like, okay, I want to assist people with transformations. And I've done that in different capacities. So whether it's the book writing course or one-on-one coaching or speaking to them, I will figure out as time goes on where, I mean, a lot of these things have been effective, but where my home is, right? What feels mm-hmm. right. But mm-hmm. I know the bigger picture and I just have to experience it as I go to really yeah. be able to narrow down exactly what that looks like. Yeah, absolutely. And so in the intake survey, we talked a little bit about money um, and making money. And it sounds, you know, like it it takes time. Again, <laughs> the analogy of like a child will take time to accumulate some money for it. And so I would say based on my experiences, don't overextend yourself. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and, you know, find one to three products, 
whatever that means for the way that they're delivered, that you can just get good at selling and get consistent with. And build off of if you have something there, mm -hmm. like I, I've had clients that worked in, you know, whatever space, let's say they worked in an office, but they, they were chefs, right? Or one lady, she's mm -hmm. a chef. And so she started doing something on Fridays where she's packaging meals and bringing them in. And that's extra income with something she loves to do anyway. Mm -hmm. I have another mm -hmm. client who makes cakes, right? And so I buy cakes from her and the people in the building mm -hmm. buy cakes from her. Mm -hmm. So figuring out like, yes, there's the bigger goal, but also what's mm -hmm. an easier way to just increase your revenue. So me yeah. in the salon, I love making stuff. I have hair oils and body butters. Mm -hmm. It takes me a few hours at night. Sometimes mm -hmm. it brings in several hundred dollars per week. I make at least a hundred an hour in the salon. So it's not the bulk of anything, but mm -hmm. it all is helping. And it's something I don't have to stand there so much to do. So yes, mm -hmm. income matters. People don't like to talk about it, especially women, but yeah, we need to make money and we need to make good money. <laughs> yeah. Yes, absolutely. And we need to also like, just get good at doing the things that we're good at doing. <laughs> so wordy, but like, I guess what I'm trying to say is like, and as much to myself as, as to anybody is like, chill out. <laughs> it's going to be fine. Um, and it will come together and to have fun with it. Right. Like you definitely seem to have be in this bouncy, super fun, um, you know, multi-level up or version up from who you were even a year or six months ago and exploring this new dimension of yourself and, um, and gaining confidence as you go too. Yeah. I think that's what's life really is about. It can You're be. Always, yeah, it can be. I mean, for me, I've been obsessed with growth and learning like mm -hmm. literally forever. Mm -hmm. When I say forever, I'm always taking a class. My husband, yeah. like, Lord, here you go again. So <laughs> I'm doing a professional communication certification through Harvard. Oh, that's been amazing. And then I was like, oh, I actually want to finish getting my BA because I only did my AA. Mm -hmm. And so then I started back that. And it's not that I'm, I love to learn different things. So I'm not like taking these classes like, oh, I'm going to be this, then I'm going to be that. Right. I think that anything new that you learn enhances who you are as a person. Just like when you travel to a new place and you experience yes. a new culture. So for me, that's what life is about. It's just experiences it experiences and enjoying life and being a better version of myself today than I was yesterday. And mm -hmm. it's worked out so good for me this far. <laughs> So what I'm hearing in that, and, and I have this beautiful visualization of it, is it's not a shiny object syndrome where um, you're fractionalizing yourself and like blowing out into a million pieces, but rather you're growing and becoming bigger and things are coming in to feed you like fertilizer and enhance what's there and like make it stronger and more robust and um, consolidate like more and more adding more uh, complementary ingredients to the recipe yeah. rather, you know, than just a bunch of crap off of the floor. <laughs> I don't know what the opposite analogy is for that, but <laughs> even like books, right. I've been obsessed yeah. with books as a kid, I would go down to the library and spend hours reading yeah. and it was never like a specific genre. Like a lot of my friends, like, Oh, I love murder mysteries or I love whatever yeah. I love memoirs always because mm -hmm. I just loved reading different people's perspectives and journeys from all over the world. It doesn't matter what part of the world you came from, what you've gone through. That has just always interested me. And so mm -hmm. I just 
I love to learn. Like that's not going to change. And some of it is stuff I use in business. And some is just stuff that's a fun thing to have in my head and talk to my husband about. (laughs) But that's just the type of person I am. And I'll say one more thing on that really quickly. Even as a hairstylist, they told me out of school, you need to specialize to make money. So you just need to be a colorist or cut or do extensions. That's not my personality. I have done so many different services. And as I said, I'm booked months in advance. So it doesn't, what works for somebody else won't always be what works for you. And I'm not going to follow a path that doesn't really feel right in my own spirit and soul. hundred percent. And, and build your business that way. Right. So, um, we can get lured into lots of different, uh, tactics to apply. One, I think that is, or a few that I think are the most beneficial that I would give as my sage advice in my life so far to date is email marketing, building an email list. Cause you, you outright own that data. It's your Rolodex. Yeah. Um, and then building genuine relationships. I yeah. think, you know, in the online space, it's evolved and there's a lot of opportunity for beautiful connection. Like you and I met completely random two dimensional world and we just loved each other's energy. There's something in your comments. I jumped on you right away. Right. And, and being with you here is just fantastic. And this is you know, what I crave. I want these really genuine relationships and I'm not looking to get anything out of them. I just, my brain wants to chew on this kind of conversation because it's so juicy. And I think, you know, a lot of people can benefit from hearing it plant seeds in different ways. And like you said, I was, I mean, I see all types of stuff online and I was so drawn into you specifically. And I was like, Oh my God, let me comment on here. Let me see if she's interested. And I was so excited when you reached out, but I actually want to ask you something. You just mentioned building an email list, which is something I've done definitely through the salon, but I'm curious, what are some tips for me and for the people listening, but I'm being a little selfish for me. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You would give to help build an email list. Cause that's definitely something I need to work on. Like, how are you getting these new contacts and leads? Well, this podcast is going to be used as part of interest for that. Um, and as I'm playing with that, you know, it's providing something of value. So even though like the lead magnet, right, we hear this word on the online space, lead magnet, ugh, do this, do that. All I'm doing is I power my website on Wix Wix has the opportunity or the, uh, sorry, the, the capability for me to create a landing page, a standalone website page on which I can embed a digital file and um, deliver it when somebody submits their name and email and then ask them to subscribe to my mailing list. Yeah. Now, I think the, the key in all of that is to provide something that they're really looking for. So listening to my clients, which is the, the cluttered, overwhelmed female business owner who, you know, can't keep track of this morning to tomorrow, to the calendar, to the receipts, to banking, to where is that file? Like all that stuff. Like I am, I'm born in a strong Capricorn (laughs) sun or moon, whatever the (laughs) top of the chart is. And I'm like, I'm the anchor and it's all here. Um, but so uh, I'm kind of falling apart is, is offering something that they will really appreciate that will be really life-changing and that, that you give you as the business owner so genuinely from your heart of hearts that you're not like, Oh, if I give this away for free, I'll never get money. That if you have something that you love like that, that's the energy you want to get out there because 
um, if you've ever had ice cream once, <laughs> you probably won't have it again. <laughs> so just, and it was so simple. It was like this huge block for me for so long. I'm like, oh, lead magnet. Oh, what is that? Oh, freebie. And then I just, you know, sat down and figured it out. And it, I'm like, oh my God, that was so easy. In fact, I'm going to do a little video training on it, yes. you know, based on the Wix platform. So it's, and for networking the way that we used to pre-COVID, whatever, it's just like you're wanting to make a genuine connection and, and get a point of contact. So yeah. whether that is through this automated lead form, which is a beautiful leverage for me because it doesn't take my time now. Mm. It's done and people come in and they get served and I'm not there having to respond in you know, a 12 hour window amongst like my, my life. So that part is really beautiful. That is what I spoke to earlier about the business is serving me in serving women who are looking for some of the things that I have to offer. Um, but to make something genuine that, that really shows who you are and, you know, intrigues people to come in and, and get some value out of you. I love that. And I have a like a free art of manifestation and it started just like what yeah. you said. It's like a mini course. Yeah. I didn't do it at all to like even, I wasn't even doing my book writing course yet. I literally did it because so many people, like I wasn't selling anything. I haven't sent mm -hmm. out any follow-up emails. It literally mm -hmm. was because I kept getting the same questions. Like, how are you repeatedly achieving what you said you were going to achieve? And I was like, oh, I think this breaks it down well. But I'm glad you said that because I'm actually going to create something new with the book writing course, just something mm -hmm. that's helpful and effective for people. So mm -hmm. thank you for giving that advice because I know if it's helping me, it's going to help the listeners as well. 100%. That's so beautiful. Yeah, I was checking out the freebie because I've been asking if there's a freebie for this course. So Natasha does have one and it's the one she just referenced and it was looking pretty juicy on the website. And I was like, oh. <laughs> like if I didn't have to make money, I would just be in the freebie and the courses and the everything forever. <laughs> when I have a limited amount of time, I need to be very mindful with it. Yeah. 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 So keep it simple for yourself, right? And do something out of pure joy. That's fantastic. Well, I can't wait to see what you come up with. Thank you. I appreciate you. <laughs> Super. Is there anything else that you want to share or say or promote? before we wrap up? And I mean, not really. I just want to say thank you for creating a space for women to come on and talk and for women to listen and know that they're not alone, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. That just because it's hard, actually, if it's hard, that probably means you're on the right path. And so it sounds so cliche, but like literally just to keep going. Because the reality is if you can't fight through it, you're never going to be successful at anything. It doesn't matter if it's raising your kids, a long-term relationship, a job, mm -hmm you know, yeah. in an office or something you're creating, you just have to decide you want it bad enough to fight for it. And that means still going when it's hard. And so I appreciate a space because I don't normally have these conversations. I talk about how to get there, steps on how yeah. to get there, but people yeah. don't normally ask about the really difficult moments as you're fighting through. And they don't last forever. And like, I'm tearing up because you had alluded to, uh, or you spoke to Think and Grow Rich and Napoleon Hill, if, if you're not familiar, has the story of three feet from gold. Mm. And you just, you don't know when you're so close. There's this incredibly strong graphic of somebody digging through um, the dirt underground looking for gold. 
and they get fed up and tired and turn around and walk away. And then below them is another person tunneling and they're like within inches of the, the great, you know, I don't know, maybe we define it as a breakthrough. And, and I know, like, I feel like, oh, frig, I'm so done. Why? But then I remember why. And I get back to that and I remove the humanness and try to go into the soul and open space for it and go. And if I'm feeling that, others are feeling that, let's feel it together. <laughs> Yes, scream (laughs) and then celebrate some wins and you know keep going because like it's not going to expire like I'm only 40 okay I'm almost 41 a couple weeks um I'm gonna live (laughs) thanks I'm gonna live for a long time like what's the run yeah and like you just don't know when things are literally gonna turn around and be a breakthrough. Like I thought I was starting fully over with that TED talk. I mean, which I kind of was. And it literally went from one day me telling my husband, I can't believe I'm starting this over again. I've been working on this two and a half years to the next day, getting invited to another talk to things just just coming together in such a juicy, juicy way. It's like, we don't know what, and I still don't know what's coming next, but it's been such a beautiful journey that I really just trust the process and I'm able to lean in and trust that whatever happens, it's going to work out as long as I keep pushing. Yeah. You guys read Think and Grow Rich because that story stuck in my head as well. It is so powerful. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on your dreams. Because if you were, if you were to find out what could have been like, is the pain, (laughs) the pain of pushing through now more or less than the pain of finding out if you had pushed through. Yep. And knowing that, because that's what I talk to my husband about all the time. I'm like, I could give up because I feel like it because I'm human. Mm -hmm. And then I'm going to always look back and wonder, even if I fail, I would rather know that I did absolutely everything that I could do. And that's different for everybody where you're less, but knowing I did everything I could do and I will have no regrets. At least I know I tried my best. And if even a piece of me says, you haven't put your all into it, you haven't really given it a hundred percent. Then for me, that's a sign I got to keep going. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Find community, find people to do it with, commiserate with, celebrate with (laughs) all of the beautiful things. Well, welcome to the Powerful Link community. It's so fantastic to speak with you. I I predict that we will have more conversations in the future. (laughs) I'm so grateful to meet you and and for your time uh, with me today. And I can't wait to share this conversation with the people who are out there waiting to hear it. Thank you so much. It was such a good experience. Fantastic. Thank you, Natasha. I'll uh, stop.